and welcome to Science to the Tea. I'm your host, Sky Smith, and today I'm sipping on some matcha, which is made from ground tea leaves and hopefully won't give me too much caffeine as I make this episode. So grab your favorite mug and let's dive into the relationships between blood type and COVID-19. While I'm pretty sure we all know about COVID-19, I want to first give a brief background on the virus that causes this disease. Some of you may be familiar with the term SARS-CoV-2, which stands for Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2, and this is the virus that causes coronavirus disease 2019, also known as COVID-19. This virus uses droplets of water produced by coughing, sneezing, heavy breathing, things like that, to get into your body through your nose or your mouth. It then attaches itself onto the cells in your respiratory tract, latching onto a receptor found there. And this is where things get both nasty and fascinating. The virus latches onto your cells through this receptor and pushes its RNA into the cells. From here, it uses your cell's machinery to make more of the virus over and over and over until the cell dies and more virus is released into other cells. But it is also thought that the structure of this virus allows it to use pathways between your cells to travel into others nearby without killing the first ones. (laughs) Creepy. Now, this all happens kind of slowly, which is why you can be infected and not show symptoms until nearly two weeks later. On average, the incubation period is about five days but you become contagious around two days before symptoms even reveal themselves. Along with this, so many people lose their sense of smell because the virus binds to a receptor that is highly expressed in your nasal cells. Luckily, these cells will grow back, and you will begin to regain your sense of smell again. Kind of crazy, right? Now, before I start rambling on about all of the other horrible stuff about this virus, let's talk about blood. A month or so into the pandemic, hospitals and scientists were already noticing a difference in patients that were brought in. Many risk factors for dying from COVID-19 were quickly identified, including age, sex, whether you were a smoker, if you have hypertension, diabetes, or chronic cardiovascular and respiratory diseases. But most of those were kind of duh points right away. A virus that attacks the respiratory tract probably would hurt someone who isn't healthy a lot easier. But what about the rest of us? I remember my roommate and I were taking a walk, and we started talking about the differences in each of us that could cause one person to have mild symptoms and another to be hospitalized, or one person in the house to catch the virus and another, as long as they distanced, to not. During our brainstorming session, we brought up the idea of blood type. How interesting would it be if the very structure of our red blood cells had something to do with the disease? After a quick Google search, I stumbled upon what I think was the first paper to suggest that blood type was playing a role in this disease. While the paper was not peer-reviewed and was on a website that allows researchers to share their work before going through peer review, it was really interesting. In this study, They noticed after looking at about 2,000 patients in Wuhan who tested positive for SARS-CoV-2 that the proportion of blood group A in patients was significantly higher than the uninfected population. 
Along with this, blood type O was seen less, suggesting that type O was associated with a lower risk. And while the population size was small, and they didn't take into account the other medical conditions, it appeared from first glance that blood type could play a role in at least the infection part of this horrible virus. Since then, multiple peer-reviewed papers have been published in big-name journals such as the Annals of Internal Medicine, Nature, and the New England Journal of Medicine, discussing the links between ABO blood type and COVID-19. One of the newest papers that came out in November, published in the Annals of Internal Medicine by Joel Ray and his colleagues from Canada, included over 220,000 people. In this study, they looked at everyone in the group who tested positive for SARS-CoV-2 between January and June of this year. And before moving forward, I just want to say that this paper was definitely written by a medical doctor for a medical journal because, man, was it all over the place and dense. Oof. So here are the highlights. People of all ages were included in this study with an average age of 54. Across the entire 220,000 people assessed, they found that people with type O blood had the lowest probability of infection. When they looked at the other blood types, type B was associated with the highest risk of infection. Along with this, they noticed that the rhesus factor, or the RH factor, might also be playing a role. RH factor is a type of protein on the outside of red blood cells and is inherited from your parents. If you have the protein, you're RH positive, and if you do not inherit the protein, you are RH negative, which is where you hear the terms like, I'm O positive, I'm A negative. That's the RH factor. In this study, people with RH negative blood had the lowest chance of severe COVID illness compared to people with RH positive blood. So having RH negative blood could mean a less severe sickness for many people. But I do want to note that while O negative blood type was the least likely to be infected, it didn't seem to be more protective against severe illness than any other RH negative blood types. This group also looked at different age groups and noticed that the blood type effects were more pronounced in people younger than 70 than ones older. This means that blood type didn't seem to have a protective effect on the older population. Now, this may be because those most susceptible to severe COVID-19, such as those in the older population, may have passed away before testing, skewing the results. At least, this was an explanation that the authors presented, and it's possible for that to be the case. However, they also noted that if type O or RH negative blood is truly protective, then it's possible that people with these blood types may not have many symptoms and may not even get tested. If this is true, then it may be even more protective than these studies are suggesting. So, hypothetically speaking, if we tested everyone, we would be able to see if this is true. And while that's not really feasible right now, it's still pretty cool to think about. Overall, this study and others have begun to explore the potential role of blood type in COVID-19 infection. And the general conclusions from these recent papers 
are that people with type O blood are the least likely to get infected, and those with Rh negative blood are the least likely to develop severe symptoms leading to hospitalization and potentially death. I hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. As always, you can find the title of the paper that I discussed in the info section. Stay tuned for more information and a sneak peek for next week. Yay! Thank you all for listening to Science to the T. You can now find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, or just want to talk science, you can find me on Twitter at SkyNeuro, S-K-Y-E, Neuro, like neuroscience, or email science to the t at gmail.com. Tune in next Wednesday for another terrific episode as we actually talk about the physics behind brewing the perfect cup of espresso.